gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Friday, Ju- June, January 24th of 2020. Uh, episode number 47, broadcasting live from our Body Modified Studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gillard. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. June? I mean, January's gone fast That's enough here. I, I, I've got this head cold thing going on, so I'm a little, I'm a little flustered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have been fighting that for a couple weeks now. We have. You've got big plans this weekend. Uh, I'm going to do some skiing up north. Uh, going to some friends up there for a ski, ski retreat. I think I'm going to binge a little uh, Shudder this weekend and might check out the movie that we're going to be reviewing next week because I'm actually very excited about it because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. (laughs) I don't know. It looks different. Um, CM Punk? I'm a CM Punk fan, so I I guess a closeted wrestling fan is what I am. Uh, I'm a little bit of a closeted wrestling fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because Landon, I mean... I guess you can call him the stepchild, uh, got me into it. So we watch it on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. (laughs) I'm a fan of the uh, classic wrestling. Oh, there you go. uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, uh, Hulk Hogan battles and stuff. Oh, those uh, were great. I think I'm going to be catching some uh, Lucha Libre when I go down to Mexico in a couple months here. You get uh, to go to Mexico? My in-laws live there, so yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. Get away from the cold, man. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, or movie news. Or movie news, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock's new take on the Saw franchise n- seems to now have a title uh, for the upcoming Saw movie starring Rock and uh, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Just make that uh, clear. Can't just use his last name. Can't Rock. Be Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, it's Chris Speaking Rock wrestling. and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, fans seem to think the title will be Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, huh. According to Joe Blow, I guess this title appears on a Canadian distributor's website. Uh, the organ donors, uh, the working title of the movie, had pre- previously been referred to, uh, and that title still appears on the Wikipedia page. For the That's project, what I so. saw, I, yeah. and the organ donor. Yeah, the huh. organ donor is is, is what uh, it's. That, that's I think the official working title, uh, but fans seem to think it's going to be called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Hmm. So, I'll know. still go see it. Oh, I, I'm going to go see it for sure. It sounds like it's a really original take on it and uh, very different. So. Yeah, I like sure. and I like both these actors. So I've liked Chris Rock since uh, since the '80s, man, when he did stand up and, and stuff. Saturday New Night Live, New Jack City. Remember that? Oh, one? I do remember that. <laughs> so he was great in that. These mother effing snakes <laughs> on this mother effing plane. Yeah, I've been a Sam Jackson fan too. Uh, BloodyDisgusting.com reports that actor Paul Rudd, who played the character Tommy Doyle in the 1995 movie Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, has given his blessing to the person stepping in the role for the new Blumhouse uh, sequel, Halloween Kills. Um, and That's Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, according to the website, Hall was on the Phantasm podcast for an interview that was uploaded this week when he said, quote, I've got a little scoop for you. This is really funny. So one day, David Gordon Green texts me when I'm off. I wasn't shooting that day. And he goes, yeah, I got a call from Paul Rudd. And he sends his best. And he gives you his blessings. He's really excited that you're playing the part. I've never met Paul Rudd, but I thought that was really nice. That's funny. So Ant-Man Michael. gave the blessing, huh? Yep. <laughs> Ant-Man gave the blessing to Anthony Michael Hall. So. Okay. Uh, Halloween Kills Kills be in theaters October 16th. Tommy Doyle, of course, originally played by Brian Andrews, but Rudd fleshed character out for Halloween 6, which was the, I think that was the one with the druidic curse and stuff, right? Yeah, where it was the 
cult or whatever, yeah. the, the thorn, whatever. I think it had kind of gone off the rails by then, but uh, Rudd is kind of uh, known as the uh, quintessential Tommy Doyle, I guess. He's, he's really kind of uh, known as that character. He, he uh, kind of fleshed it out in that, in that particular movie. So. Can I say something about that movie, though? It looks like an Oscar winner in comparison to the Rob Zombie Halloween's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Certainly, based on on the uh, last Blumhouse movie, it was much better than. Well, I think everybody knows our opinion on the Rob Zombie Halloween. <laughs> so it was, they were uh, not our favorite Halloweens. Half star. Yeah, uh, I think I gave it a whole a star, but <laughs> I was a little more critical of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, three-hour director's cut of Doctor Sleep is now streaming. You can check it out on Amazon Prime for sure, and I think uh, I'm sure you can get, watch it on Vudu or something like that. Yeah. Uh, sequel to The Shining has been critically praised, even by Stephen King, but it didn't make a lot in the movie theaters. Uh-uh. Uh, three-hour cut apparently doesn't feature a lot of new scenes, but uh, really like fleshes out and extends the existing scenes that that were there. So you aren't getting a lot of new scenes, just much longer scenes that were in the movie. I guess they really uh, went to some lengths to trim down the uh, the time uh, of the movie and did it by really editing a lot in the uh, scenes that they had shot. Should we review that soon? Yeah, probably. Like I think it's kind of an important months. movie. I think we've got some fans who are very interested to uh, hear about it, too. So, obviously, so we, there's a lot of people who really like The Shining, so. Well, and then, because we, uh, we had Brad in here to kind of talk about it. He didn't give a whole lot of spoiler right. to it. Right. Um, I wonder if we should bring Carlo in, because we know how much he loves The Shining. <laughs> he, he has wanted to see this one, too. He's been, he's been waiting for us to do it so that uh, he, can, uh, he can hear about it. But I'd love to have him in. I mean, just because he he was fanboy all over The Shining. <laughs> He's a big fan of The Shining, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, MovieMaker.com just did a history of American Psycho, which has its 20th anniversary this year. Uh, this film is uh, one of my favorites, actually. Uh, I don't really like Brett Easton Ellis's books. I don't know if you've ever... Uh, I, don't, I don't really care for the 80s. He's uh, firmly rooted in it. Yeah. It's like the uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald or Hemingway of the 80s or something. Uh, I don't really like them either, uh, but but I read the novel, the the American Psycho novel, which is far more graphic than anything that's that's seen in the film. I've heard that. Um, parts of it actually make my perennial perennial yardstick for extreme horror a Serbian film seem tame. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, uh, directing director Mary Heron details why she quit rather than cast Leonardo DiCaprio in the film. I, I heard that he was supposed to. He, he, he was, he was he offered was. twenty. Okay, so it's a six million dollar budget on this film. He was offered twenty million dollars to play uh, to play Patrick Bateman. Really, in this movie? Yes, and and then it says this in this. I read this whole thing on MovieMaker.com. It's really interesting uh, if you're a fan of the film. Uh, so they were going to give him, you know, more than three times what the budget of the movie was to uh, play Patrick Bateman. My goodness. And uh, he would just just totally been the wrong person for it. And he, just, he was coming off of uh, Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mary, when Amira, uh, I think Gloria Steinem actually talked to him <laughs> and said, hey, you got all these 15 and 16-year-old girl fans that are going to play a, a guy who kills women. And, you know, these these girls are going go to the, go to the theater to see you in this they movie. They will be petrified. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, he got talked out of a Christian Bale, really perfect in the role. I don't think a movie could have been with it, what it was with uh, anybody else. Uh, really a great satire of the 80s and what sucked about that decade way before the, uh, you know, the recent resurgence of the uh, fond 80s nostalgia we see now. So. Every other movie or show. Hey, how does my 
business card look. Ooh, that's nice. Where did you get those? <laughs> Sorry, that was just a reference to the movie. Yeah, yeah, right. That was that was. It's not foil embossed though. No, it's not. <laughs> Got to talk to the big so, boss about that. Right. Uh, boy, uh, boy, the new Grudge movie is is taking some abuse in the reviews, huh? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I haven't really read a good one yet. No. Uh, and I'm not sure that Nicholas Pesci, Pesci's idea of building universe around that franchise is going to happen. Uh, not, not with the way it's getting ripped apart. No. Uh, I, re- I really think that he had the thought that he was going to be able to take this and do something like the Wanniverse or, uh, you know, the, with, with the Conjuring movies where he could build this uh, universe out from the grudge. And uh, that's just not going to happen the way the, the reviews are going for this film unless he's got somebody in the studio who's really confident uh, in, in, uh, in the you know, making this into some kind of franchise. Well, and they had success with, and they kind of did it with like grudge and grudge Two, And then they did like rings versus grudge or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I also think back to the eighties of, of when you built a successful franchise, like, like Friday the 13th one, and then Friday, the, right. or I'm, I'm sorry, night of Elm street one, and then two and then three, and then like three got ripped apart. But like, as you look back on it, actually was a fun movie you know, yeah. because it didn't take itself too seriously. Right. So, I mean, unless you build a successful franchise first, I don't think that you're going to be able to build it at all. No, and, you know, I think part of what they're doing, I and mean, I haven't seen this Mummy movie with Tom Cruise, but I think they're really doing trying to do a lot of world building right away. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that that's the way to uh, really create a universe like this. Like, the MCU is obviously like the quintessential you know, franchise uh, universe movie where you can, where they've built all these successful. I mean, if you hadn't laid some kind of foundation, you wouldn't be able to do a movie like Dr. Strange, you know? Right. And I think that's, uh, you know, what, what they're talking about here. And, and like, you wouldn't have the nun if you didn't have, uh, you know, the rest of the, the conjuring and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Conjuring and all that stuff. But uh, I just, I, I think they're maybe trying to do too much uh, world building at first. I know, I think that's what Dark Tower suffer, suffered from, and they had some very ambitious plans for that uh, franchise. You know, they were going to go TV and movies. I think they were going to expand it out into books and everything, and now it's just dead. Yeah. Um, and, and I think maybe that's that's part of the problem here. I, I, I think you got you do, you have to start out with a good movie first yeah. and, and not just explain how the world works. Uh, it's kind of like having a superhero with an origin story. Every first movie is always an origin. It doesn't have to be an origin story, you know? No, that's you, true. You have to start out with a, a decent movie first, and I think that's where they're where they're messing these up. I, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like it, um, like, like there's a lot of these failed, um, you know, attempts at, at building this franchise that people just aren't interested in. Universal monster movies too. So yeah, and I, I think it's a, it's tougher for horror movies just because you don't have that built-in fan base or you don't have the you know the the wide appeal. They're they're less accessible to people just because most most horror movies, you know, are are very polarizing and 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 very specific to to fan base well and i and i think that uh the studios are less like are less apt to take a risk on those they you know for a successful horror movie and to even get a sequel you need to gross just several times what your budget was you know a a studio really only likes a horror movie if it's if it costs about five million and then makes 50 you know uh (laughs) they, they don't like even i don't think they they cared for you know, doing like these it movies that cost like 50, 50 million and, 
you know, you know, like uh, almost a billion. Yeah, dollars. they were very disappointed in the second second one. You know, that only made a couple hundred million. You know, <laughs> so got over budget. Oh yeah, you know, but uh, I just I think horror is uh, they're just not uh, real excited about spending a lot of money on it. See, the last one I remember was was Paranormal Activity. I mean, they yeah, made well, how many of those right. six? And what did it, how much did the first one cost? Like nine, nothing, like, like a million bucks or something. No, like it was even less than that. Was I think it, it was like a, a hundred thousand, maybe, uh, for the first one. Uh, it, it might even been less than that, but yeah, gross. What hundreds of millions, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So and and they love that. That and look how many of those they made. So <laughs> that's for sure. You know that that was you know basically kind of its own universe they tried to build there. So at least uh, the story of. Of that, uh, the the girl in the first one. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. <laughs> I think maybe they should just stick with trying to make a, a singular good movie, mm-hmm. like uh, Quiet Place, for instance. Yeah. Let's let, you know, build it out from there, and, and make make it make a decent. You know, it looks like the second the sequel to it will be pretty decent. It looks interesting. I'm yeah. I'm I mean, the trailer will look good, but we don't have this ambitious plan to have uh, a Quiet Place TV show and uh, graphic novels and all this. Don't do that. Just no. just start out with a decent movie. Make one good movie first, and there then and then branch it out from there. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> got a little off track there, but that's about it for horror, horror movie news. This that's week. fine. It was a good discussion. <laughs> uh, here is your horror trivia writer Scott Beck and Brian Woods wrote the script for Haunt while they were writing the script for another movie. Hmm. Horror. What was it? Spoiler alert, I just spoiled it for you. A Quiet Place. It was. <laughs> yeah. So the lead actor in this film, Catherine Marie Stevens, who plays Harper, uh, finished eighth on this popular competition TV show. Uh, I want to say American Idol. American Idol season number nine. She was uh, in eighth place. On I did show. not know that. <laughs> I just guessed. <laughs> so Lauren McLean, who plays Bailey in yeah. this movie, is also a musician. Uh, she's in a band called named McLean oh. with her sisters. Uh, and they're kind of a family-friendly band known for the 2012 hit Go. Sounds like something that might be played down the hall on the <laughs> other big station that uh, you don't work on. No, that's true. That's true. I don't. <laughs> so... All righty, so uh, we started a new feature last week. Uh, Andy is a creative marketing writer, or that's his <laughs> trade. Uh, so we decided to give the plot synopsis in, a, in just a couple of sentences. It's called The Chainsawed Plot. That's true. I actually, I'm in management now, so I don't do anything. i got to keep this skill up. So that uh, you know, when I get fired, I can I have something to fall back See, on. See, I keep your creativity up with this. <laughs> exactly, Come on, exactly, exactly. So, uh, horror for is chainsawed plot for haunt. Uh, Twenty nineteen is a Halloween party gives Harper a chance to escape the nightmare that her life has become. Her past family trauma and a recent breakup with her abusive ex boyfriend only add to the terror she and her friends will find in the extreme haunted house, which could threaten to scare them to death. That's perfect. Perfect synopsis. I don't know. You, you have gotten creative with these things. I like it. Let's keep doing it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about the uh, Shutter exclusive called Haunt from 2019. This is your spoiler alert. We are going to talk about this movie in its entirety, including the twist and turn. So if you have not seen Haunt and you want to watch it, check it out on Shutter. Pause the podcast. Go watch it and then find out what we have to say about it. And we're going to give a rating at the end of this. The movie starts out. Something's being created. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's kind of you get this idea that it, it, I I got this feeling that it was going to go one direction, mm-hmm. 
and then another direction and then another direction because it just it's it, you're seeing something be created. No, this this movie really surprised me. I didn't think I'd be all that excited about it at all. You uh-huh. know? Um, and it really did. It, it did a really great job of what you didn't expect. You know, you were like, oh, this is going to happen now, and, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was also kind of a flaw of the movie, which we'll, we'll get into a little later. Uh, there were some things that I expected to happen that didn't, and I was like, well, that was that wasn't all that it just kind of abruptly ended uh like the arc with the ex-boyfriend yeah that and but i i i had a problem with the ending i i liked what happened but it just yeah it was kind of it was a little contrived yeah so. it, it was a, it just kind of it didn't hit with me i mean right, I, right. I i liked what happened but i was just kind of like that kind of missed the mark a little bit yeah, um, I think I think both you and I are pretty jaded when it comes to horror, but we found this to be a very scary movie. It was frightening. I think it was. I mean, if you if you have a girlfriend or boyfriend who's not too into, not that much into horror, you know, and they mm-hmm. and they, you know, want to play Kate you some night, and they're like, "All right, we'll we'll get a scary movie for us. I want to watch a scary movie tonight." You pick this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good choice because it's scary, but it's not so off in the extreme like you know it's produced by eli roth this is this <laughs> is not you know it's it's devoid of torture porn he's it's not going to turn somebody off to horror, but it's scary at the yeah. same time i mean i think i think it's very it's it's a very it's a pretty violent movie but it's violent more like in the slasher vein of the old friday the 13th or something than something I, like I, I feel that it is uh it's a movie that even though eli roth had a hand in it it was almost like he was he was um he had a kind of a, a collar around him. Yeah, I, I mean, he produced it, so I don't know. It, it was it was like we said, it was written by the same people who wrote A Quiet Place. So, movie takes place Carbondale, Illinois, of all places. Uh, I'm assuming it, the the campus of Southern Illinois University is there. Uh, they're, they're the Salukis. Salukis. <laughs> That's a little fun fact for you kids. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's said, but I got the idea that like Harper and all of her friends were college students. Is, was that? Yeah, I believe they were because it just said the, the the college housing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's right. So then you're introduced to two of the main characters, which is Harper, Harper and, and uh, Bailey. Bailey, yeah, yeah. and their roommates. Uh, right. There's this p- pumpkin smashed onto the door. That's right. So you really don't know who that is. Did you actually see the truck? Because I get, I think I was looking down. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was her ex boyfriend. I don't know. Because he drove that that old style red Ford yeah. truck. Yeah. So um, yeah, Harper is being abused by her boyfriend. Yeah, and you find that um, more out about yeah, that later, right? Uh, you know, I, I understand they're you know that they're trying to develop Harper's character. She's uh, grown up in a very terrifying home. She's had a her dad was also abusive. So, History of abuse, you know, like exactly. for males in her life, right? Her mother brutalized by her father. Two very awful real life situations here that you know aren't uh, that it, it's uh, she's she's got these two two things that have gone on in her life that are you know, something people really deal with and, and are terrifying. So, yeah. uh, so she's texting with his boyfriend in the beginning. Um, and roommates wants her to, go, Bailey wants to go to this party. Yeah. You and know. you get the, you, you get right off the bat that Bailey's best friends with, with Harper. So, yeah. I mean, she's very, she's very uh, supportive of her, but just kind of, you know, that tough love type of thing. Cause she takes the phone from her and says it's over. Right. And she doesn't send it, but she eventually right. does. Did you notice so, that we're watching, uh, um, 
original Night of the Living Dead. I did own a set, and you know why that is? We've talked about that before, right? It's, it, what do they call it? It's uh, <laughs> it's it, it's uh, public domain. It's, yeah, it's in public domain. <laughs> but they, they, did, Come they on. did they did actually they did actually refer to it. Uh, the the scene that they had was uh, actually referred to kind of what was going on with Harper though, you know, they did try to relate it instead of just having it on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think uh, it's, it's one of the scenes where the uh, girl is talking, who's a uh, brother and her in the cemetery. I forget her name offhand, but, uh, um, and she says something about, uh, you know, being, being like abused or shaken or grabbed by, by uh, one of the zombies in the movie is, is what she's talking about at, at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it was a good use of it. But uh, but that's why you always see see people watching this movie in uh, in other movies. Yeah. So here, here's one of those points where I thought it was going to go a d- different direction because it felt, I mean, it felt a little bit like almost like a '90s slasher movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just very very. Um, I know what you did last summer, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. young college, uh, older high school type age. You know, with a struggle in their life. So I I got this vibe that it was going to go '90s slasher. Yeah. Yeah, Until I can later. see that. I get, I totally see what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, you're you're right about the vibe that that you get there. Um, so they end up going to this club. Uh, it always bothers me in movies when they go to a club and they're just talking to each other like you and I are talking here. Yeah, you know, you, music's you, usually louder. Than you. Yes, exactly. Hey, yes, <laughs> exactly. You have to like shout into each other's ears. That that uh, Facebook movie is the only place I've seen a club depicted where they have to shout at each other like that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, so they're, they're talking to you. She meets this guy named Nathan who's dressed up as a baseball player. So I thought that was kind of homage to the, to the Warriors. That's interesting. I, I didn't, you know, you, you said there's a, there, you caught a lot of homages in here. And maybe I, I just, I was kind of. Uh, and there's a lot of horror movie references mm-hmm. because you also get introduced to Evan who's dressed up like the human centipede. Yes, he is dressed up like the human centipede. Yeah, it's kind of a joke costume, but uh, he's actually looks like a centipede. He's not. He's not connected to several people. No, right but there, yeah, he's got bones for hands or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. My favorite movie of all time. No. <laughs> so uh, basically, some things go on, and um, I, I don't think our she's sno- so not wanting to be there. She's dealing yeah, with right. so much in her life. Exactly that that Har- or Harper does not want to be in that time. She's pretty much forced out by uh, by Bailey, by Mallory, and by. Angela saying, hey, let's go out and do something. It's right. Halloween. She right. goes to the back alley. And <laughs> I guess Lyft was was allowed to be used in this and not Uber because um, Evan was a driver for something else or had some sort of symbol for some other. Yeah, it was some kind of like some kind Uber, of ride share. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Uber type thing. Yeah. But Lyft was all over this movie. Yeah, well, yeah I guess it was, wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So. Uh-huh. I, I just noticed that it was a small little detail. Um, yeah, she she wants to get the hell out of there. She she uh, she gets a few more texts from uh, Sam, who's your abusive boyfriend's yeah. name. Yeah, but um, yeah, Nate meets her out there. They have this kind of war- heartwarming moment where they talk about you know, have you had anything scary? And she kind she starts getting into the idea of her being abused. But Nate convinces her that it's it's Halloween. I mean, let's go somewhere. Right. Right. And, and yeah, uh, so what they decide to do is go to a haunted house. Haunted house. And uh, they, they talk about, like, going to the JCs, and they're like, oh, you don't want to go to the JCs, haunted house. And, uh, you know, there's the, there's these flyers that have been printed up, and you see the guy printing the flyers in the beginning, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 
and uh, it, it's an extreme haunted house. Um, let's just be honest, though. First of all, you really kind of want to avoid extreme haunted houses. Generally, they're put on by like a fanatical religious organization and you know, <laughs> intent of teaching you a lesson or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know, uh, but uh, that's generally what you get. There, there are some, uh, and this this was interesting. I, I don't know. I kind of looked into these extreme haunted houses. There are some, you know, actual horror themed ones that aren't trying to teach you about drunk driving and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's there's a really interesting one uh, called. You ever heard of McCamey Manor? Uh huh. Yeah. So this, this guy. Uh, this guy had that actually really good one. That was that was a real, and he got like he went way too far with it, and uh, and basically became a pariah in the horror community because of it. He was at first he had like all these uh, associations with like Elvira and stuff, and everybody in the horror community kind of dumped him because. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know really anything about him. The only thing I know, long story short, is uh, he made anybody that wanted to go through take a physical and psychological exam and right. they needed to pass right um the characters in this haunt were allowed to touch you and you will get hurt like right. they will pull teeth <laughs> that's and that if was, you can make it through yeah. without you know without calling calling it quits right. you got forty thousand dollars right <laughs> which the guy didn't have he did not have <laughs> he did not have it <laughs> Yeah, and really there's a there's a good video uh online of it from a guy um named Priminx, uh, which really explains what, what a huckster this guy is. Anyway, that, that's getting out of, out of the... Uh, this is an, basically an extreme haunted house, where it which uh, it, it's kind of based on the initial uh, iteration of this McCamey Manor, I think, where, yeah, they're allowed to touch you. You're going through this thing. It's, it's horror-themed, so there's, like, demons and ghouls and goblins and stuff like that, where the... Uh, the McCamey Manor eventually became just basically a kidnapping fantasy and torture <laughs> fantasy. You know, it was right. it was more like some guys picked you up and they beat you up in a van is, is what it became. But the initial iteration of it was like this house where you went to and, and there were some pretty terrifying things going on. It, it looked really scary and people had a good time with it, you know, and that's kind of what I think this is supposed to be based on. Uh, but... Uh, they're greeted by this like scary clown. Yeah. And, oh, and first of all, I should I guess we should say that this this thing has like no online footprint at all. No. They can't find it on Google. They can't it's find it on Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's a, a flyer. flyer. It's a paper flyer that they found from this place. Uh, they're greeted by a scary clown, and yes, they sign a waiver. They do. It's like they, there's <laughs> you know they read the rules, and it's um, yes, the actors or the characters can touch you, and you know this is meant to be an extreme haunt, and right. uh, put your cell phones in this lockbox, sign your life away, and which uh, I think uh, giving up their cell phones would be a lot scarier for most people than the haunted house these days. I would, I <laughs> seriously, I that that I would be like, nope, I'm out, right. I'm done, I'm not. <laughs> I'm right. not doing. I need my phone just in case. Yeah, I'm not connected to my phone, but I'm going into a place I don't know anybody. It's dark, right? And you're gonna act like you're gonna scare the living hell out of me. No, I'm mm-hmm. bringing my phone. I will not record anything, but I'll keep it in my back pocket <laughs> right. and go through and enjoy myself. Yeah. Well, we find out later why they're keeping <laughs> these phones. But beginning of the haunted house is really some cheap gags That's that you it. like expect, yeah, I down, and I like, love that. I love how they like ramp it up. You yeah. know that like like it's like this really cheap plastic skeleton that yeah. comes out at him. It, it, it made me jump. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how they slowly progress the the uh, 
the scares in 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 this like yeah. you're like wow this is really a pretty lame place you you, you kind of feel like you're you're and this is where it turned for me again is like it started off really cheesy and you're like oh wait no this is going to get more extreme mm-hmm. you know it started off like you're going farther and farther into the depths of hell so i mean you have yeah, yeah you have these yeah. fake fake you know, fake spider webs all around and stuff yeah. like that. But. So, and then that's what they, they kind of happen upon is, you know, there's this cheap plastic sales and there's these stupid webs and a lot of like strobe lights and stuff like that. Then they see some real spiders in the, in the fake spider webs, you know, Wait, those are real. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, then they, they happen into a room and they see this, uh, woman who's appears to be kind of a captive branded on her face with a hot poker of some kind, by some kind of witch. Yeah. The witch was, all these people are wearing masks. Yeah. So she's got her witch face on. They're pretty scary masks too. You know, I think they were like, so kind of cartoony. They were, they were frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know actually I mean? they were, they, they were. So I mean, it just, and, like, and I think you, you made the uh, point that you think they paid homage to some other movies. Like, I uh, think so. I mean, obviously like the, the, there was a, there was like a, a scream kind of mess that this guy named Mitch late, we Mitch. meet later on. <laughs> Call uh, me Mitch. Yeah. He, he it, that definitely did was influenced by scream. And, um, I, the zombie kind of reminded me of Leatherface because he, he was carrying a chainsaw. So that was pretty, yeah. pretty apparent. Sure. Uh, you know, and then you have your movie monsters like the witch and yeah. Dracula and the devil. So yep, yep. Um, so they see this, and, and that actually is scary. You know, they, they actually see this that this thing that looks real. But you know, plausibly, you could uh, believe that this is just part of the act. At this, that's point. exactly what they thought because yeah. they kind of smiled. I mean, they were yeah. their their mouths hit the floor, but they smiled and they're like, "Oh, that was part of the act." This girl is screaming, "Help right. me!" Right, right, yeah. She gets dragged in in a body bag. In a body bag, right, uh, and uh, it it was certainly ramped up the uh, the w- what was going on in the haunted house from the plastic skeleton that that they began with, and uh, um, so they make the classic horror movie mistake, and that is one thing the characters in this movie do tend to act like really dumb horror movie victims. They yes, do, they do some stupid things yeah. uh, on more than one occasion in this movie, <laughs> so they aren't. Uh, you know they aren't trying to fight that trope at all. They, no, <laughs> these people are are making some dumb decisions. So there's an unsafe path and a safe path, and I don't know why, but they decide to split up based on the safe path and unsafe right. path. So half of them go down the safe path, half of them go down the unsafe path, and um, the uh, one, one group it's uh, Bailey and Nathan and Angela and Angela. Yeah, they they end up. Uh, Get, it says guess the body parts. So there's three these three holes. Yeah, there's there. like a um, it's like a X-ray thing of, right. of like bones, and they've got three holes, right. and you got to put your hand in it. Uh, Angela puts hers in the first one, and it feels ooh, it feels like intestines. It's spaghetti. It's spaghetti. You know, it's, I think I did this at a Halloween party in like fifth grade yeah, or something. Know. You know, and it was, it was I think it was supposed to be brains, and that was the spaghetti. Oh. So. <laughs> um, and then yeah, then so. They, I really like the sea. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, Nathan puts his. He finds the grapes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's some grapes in the second and one. So that it's, it's which are supposed to be eyeballs, uh, based on my. And I don't know. I think there were three body parts. I don't remember what the last thing that we did in fifth grade was. But anyway, Bailey puts her. I, I like this is one a good example of like the misdirection that they do in this movie. You know, like I expected something to happen to Bailey like right away, or or Nathan, whoever stuck their hand in this first hole, you know? Yeah, you didn't uh, know when it was coming. Right, no, you didn't. Um, 
so she puts her arm in the final hole, and you see like Nathan put his arm in the. He, Nathan's got his arm in the second hole. Nathan starts screaming like a Joker, you know. Yeah, to and, scare her. Yeah, it, he starts. He starts screaming, and she nothing has happened to her yet. But uh, he starts laughing, and then she starts screaming. Yeah, you know. And I thought that was a really uh, good scene, like. The way it kind of misdirect, you're like, oh, thank God, they, not, he's just joking. Oh, wait, he's she, she's joking, but she's not. Immediately, when he starts smiling, she's like, she's terrified yes. because like someone's uh-huh. grabbing her arm. Yeah, so so she's her arm is stuck in there, and someone's like slicing cuts into her arm, oh, just like a full, straight, yes. like clean slice all the way down her arm. Right, and it's it, it, like you you can feel it, you know, when she pulls her arm out there, you can see that. And, and you see it open up. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really good scene. I liked the misdirection on that one, and I thought it was uh, it was a good scary scene because of uh, of the way it was uh, it, it was directed. You know the uh, the misdirection on that that you 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 kind of relieve that Nathan is just joking, but then Bailey is the one who you know gets it gets it. Yeah, exactly. So I thought I thought it was a really good scene. Yeah, we had uh, Harper, Evan, and Mallory. They. They do their own little thing, but they have to crawl through this tunnel, this makeshift mm-hmm. wood tunnel, yeah. which I thought was really cool looking. The aesthetic of it, of you know, the lights coming through, and it was just wood, like a wood box tunnel mm-hmm. to get to the next room, and they're going through. And then Bailey, or no, Mal- Harper actually sees the uh, devil face guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she she wasn't sure, you know, she, she wasn't sure if it was part of the haunt. Um, both Evan and... and Park or Harper get to the end of it, but Mallory's not to be found. Right, she's she's Until disappeared. Later. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, so the friends regroup then, and uh, and then they actually do find Mallory. They do. She, she witch gets, lady comes back out. Mm-hmm. And uh, still at this point, so she she is going to brand her in the. I think she. She's going to brand her in the face and she ends up sticking the poker through her face. Is that what all the way through her head? Yeah, yeah. And I think still at this point, if you're going through this, you might have a reasonably reasonable thought that this isn't real at that point. Well, here, here's, because, you know, you could say, well, may, they must have pulled Mallory aside and brought her in on this. You know? Well, they bring it up later in the movie because they, they uh, the <laughs> Mitch mentions that you can only go in one at a time because there's been a trap door that yeah. was built. If yeah. you have multiple people in there. Mm-hmm. So eventually she, she must have found the trap door. Yeah, obviously she fell through the trap door and is murdered by this, <laughs> this yeah. witch. But uh, I think if I'm watching this, if I'm going through this with my friends, at this point I'm like, oh, you know, I, hopefully what the, the, this is a good scare. I'm like, wow, this is a good scare, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Obviously, they, you know, if it's if it's if I'm watching you get uh, something stabbed through your head, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure they pulled him aside, and this isn't this isn't real, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I had a problem with this scene, like when they regroup. Um, I think we could have learned earlier in the movie, or taken a little more time before all this, because to me, it kind of just brought it to a halt. Of you know, um, Harper talking. To Bailey, uh, you know, just about her whole life experience yeah. with her dad. Is this you where know? she has the flashback? Yeah, that, she that's the scene where flashback. she has the flashback. She, keeps, she that... says, I keep having this recurring nightmare that I walk up to, to the house. My mom hugs me and says, the house isn't haunted anymore. Your, yeah. your dad's gone. And I, I just, I think it could have been better earlier in the movie. Sure. But it just kind of took me out of it a little bit. It, it was kind of, 
Yeah, it did take you out of the uh, out of the haunted house and put you in a different place. It, it was a kind of a different transition. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. because I, I mean, I got this whole saw vibe of trying to get through. You know, the, or, or saw two where it's like you're stuck in a house trying to get through these these booby traps and trying to get through this haunt, and that was great. I, I was having a good time, and then it just I thought it was important to the story, but it just took me out of the movie as far as like being on the edge of my seat. Yeah, just no, I, I totally agree. It, it stepped the movie down uh, and changed the uh, changed the direction of it uh, there in, a, in maybe not such a great way. No. Yeah. Um, let's see. We had uh, well. Oh, one of the doors opens. Yeah. They don't want to go there. Yeah. Um, but well, Nathan guess- Nathan starts walking around and finds a hallway. And this is where the scene is with the uh, people go- in the ghost sheets. Yeah. The, yeah. So there's a bunch of mannequins, I assume. Yeah. It looks like covered mannequins. In, it, covered it's, in- I, I love this scene because it was it was lit just perfectly. Yep. Where there was just shadows. And then, you know, he walks down. And I love the camera angle of it. Of It's like you get his perspective of looking down this hallway of, of the sheets of the, the, the mannequins in the sheets. And then you see one right in the middle and then it moves. It moves. Right. I, this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. I, I, I thought the, like, you know, you don't really think a ghost, uh, the ghost costume is real scary. You know, it's just a sheet. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of, it's like one of the cheapest Halloween costumes, right? Yeah, exactly. But it, this was scary. The mask this was, and everything. I thought this was one of the most scary scenes in the movie. Like you've got these, and you don't know if they're people or what. There's, it's just like uh, mannequins maybe standing there with these sheets on their head. Or they're people. You were thinking like, how many people did they kill in this? Right, thing? and yeah, or it could be that. And, and there's no. It, it's I think the best use of that cheap sheet ghost costume since the first Halloween. Yes, uh, I I loved what they did here with it. It, it was it, this was a scary scene, and you know when when this Mitch guy moves, it's not like a jump scare or anything. It's just it's it's terrifying though because you don't expect it. It's not something you expect. At yeah, if you're if you're a casual horror watcher, this will make you jump. Yeah, all right, because right. he just walks the other way, and then he actually <laughs> Nate gets enough cojones and says, "Hey, look, we need help. Our friend is hurt. We yeah. need to get out of here." Yeah. So Mitch. This guy, he introduces himself as Mitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he maybe he tells him that at that point, or they ask him later. And they, they, yeah, later when I think they force it out of him. But yeah, it's pretty much right after because what happens is is um, uh, Evan has convinced uh, Angela to reach her hand because she's got uh, sh- smaller arms. Yeah, that's to, right. To grab the the poker, it's like a poker, right? So so they can use it as a pry bar or a crowbar to get out of the room. Um, so there's this interaction with Mitch, the ghost. And and um, Nate, so he uh, uh, Mitch goes away, gets something, goes to the scene where um, Angela actually grabs the poker, but that made me jump again. It you did. See the witch's boot, like, boot stomp boot, on her foot, on, on her arm, on her arm. Yeah, that yeah, that was a scary, jolting scene too. Yeah, she ends up getting it. They're trying to pry out of there, but then all of a sudden you got Nate and Mitch coming back, and it's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm going to get you out of here, trying to explain mm-hmm. to them, this is just an extreme haunt. This was not supposed to happen. We're not here to hurt anybody. We're just trying to give people the scares of their lives, mm-hmm. and he's got the keys. He opens up this red door. Uh, they go, they're kind of going back, backtracking or, or be able to cut through to where right. they've already been, and this is where he introduces himself because they ask his name. So what's your name? Yeah. 
you can call me Mitch. That's right. But he won't take off his mask. Yeah, they asked, will you take off that mask because we're freaking out right now. <laughs> yep. and, and, he, like, and he doesn't do it. He's no. not, he's not, he, he doesn't, I don't think he says anything. He just, he just kind of stands there. Ask what's it, what his last name is. He won't um, tell him that either, right. So basically they, he explains, okay, you were almost at the end, but if you want to backtrack and you want to go back through, because the, they're back at the wood tunnel. Right. Um, you got to go one at a time. This is where we have the trap door. You got to right. do it one person at a time so you don't get stuck down there, and we can do it that way. So All Evan right. comes up with a plan. You go first, you go first. And Harper's going to go very last because she's mm-hmm. not hurt. You know, she's got the keys, whatever. Um, Evan, <laughs> Evan wants to go first because he wants to go find the phones in the lockbox. Right. So he gets through, and then they make Mitch go through just because he knows his way around. <laughs> Mitch gets through, and and closes up the the tunnel. Yeah, he pounds a board over. <laughs> he like uh, he nails a board over the like a big piece of plywood over the front of it, so nobody else can get through. Yep, boards up the tunnel. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's just him and uh, and Evan out there that, and the, he separated them from the group. So, um, they decide to go back through the haunted house to get out. Even though Mitch has told them they're almost at the end. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, then um, one of the haunted house people put they they're confronted by some of the haunted house people after they try to get back through the doors, right? And yeah, well, what had happened was is uh, so Ghostface to uh, Evan had gone, and then um, Mitch went, and then it was uh, Nate's turn. So Nate w- went through. That's where he finds it boarded up. Yeah, and then it was going to be. Um, Bailey's turn just because she's hurt she's sliced open she needs to get through um so she gets pushed in there but uh devil face ends up breaking through the door yeah that's like right. like uh, mm-hmm. uh harper is trying to keep the door locked but this guy obviously has his own keys because they're two-way locks mm-hmm. so he can get in and out and he forces his way in there <laughs> push pushes uh harper out of the way and then takes a pitchfork pitchfork through angela's head yeah right, right through her head this is when it starts to seem like there's no doubt this is a real dangerous situation <laughs> so uh one of the uh mass men then confronts harper and reveals his face to her but she says i thought it was important because you know and they, i thought this added to the trauma that she was already going through she says yeah. don't hurt me sam and yeah then she he did take, say that he takes off his mask Yes, he says who Sam? Because that's kind of what we think at this point that Sam might somehow be involved in this, yeah. and and that's kind of the idea. I think they were trying to portray that to us, mm-hmm. and it's another one of these misdirections that this movie does. Yeah. And this is another little twisty of it too, uh, when he takes off his mask. Yeah, it is not Sam. No, it's not. It's this <laughs> guy. It's this beast guy. His face is all tattooed. He's got modifications. To have horns like like metal horns and piercings yeah. all through his face and it's almost some, like some kind of uh, strange prototype of Darth Maul or something. That's a, that's know? what I thought. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was representative of the devil, you know, yeah. with the horns and everything like that. Yeah. So he was wearing a devil mask. So, so you get the idea because Clown Guy took off his mask earlier and like fried the the all the um, cell phones cell in phones, the mi- right. microwave. Right. Um. Nathan shows up with a nail gun, which doesn't really work like that, but he (laughs) he, um, reminds me of murder party where he's got it plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that was a not very realistic use of a nail gun, but he rescues uh, basically rescues Harper from this uh, devil guy by shooting at the the uh, him with a nail gun. Um, Mitch that that Mitch is outside with Evan. Yeah, at that at that point. And reveals his face to Evan, which looks pretty much like his mask. Oh my gosh, that was like, it, like the best way to describe. It looks like he's like he had a waxed over face. It was yeah. very smooth and white, and his his eyes like were sunk in somehow. Like he had gotten the skin taken off of his face and just painted it white. Right, and and these like the the. The masks are pretty good, but when they take these masks off, these are this is great makeup effects. Oh, it is. I don't it's know. Practical too. Yeah, it, it is. It's these are great scary faces. Let me tell you. Um, and uh, he says something about earning his face. No, Evan. that's later. That's the Dracula guy. That's the Dracula guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought he. I thought uh, Mitch had said something about uh, how he had earned his face or how he. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did mention that, and it's like it's coming together, or it's looking yeah. really good or something like that. Right. So Nathan uh, gets, a, gets a message out to Sam, uh, who, who has called, he, he's called the clown, the clown answers, and he, he identifies, Sam identifies himself as, uh, as Harper's boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, Nathan gets a message out to him with, with their location. So Sam starts coming. I think he was a Lyft there. driver or he had some sort of Lyft app or something. Like that. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that he was could able be to track him. Yeah. Uh, well, I think he just, I think he was one of these like uh, overly possessive boyfriends who maybe has uh, GPS on his girlfriend's phone. Oh, could have been. But, and, and Nathan sent, Nathan sent the uh, location to him. Mm-hmm. So I think it, like on some some phones, I know, like on uh, Apple phone, you can do find your friends or whatever. Oh yeah, and I think that's what it, Nathan maybe enabled him to see their location. So uh, Sam does. He shows up at the haunted house looking for Harper. <laughs> Harper almost immediately killed by the clown. So I was like, what? <laughs> this is one of my problems with this movie. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a tripwire, right? And yeah. So it, it shoots a projectile into the neck of Sam, which happens to be one of those like industrial bolt. Yeah, it was like an uh-huh. like right into his neck. Yeah. And like I just didn't understand this choice here. I mean, what's the point of this character? You you have him like be this boogeyman the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's uh and I guess it's maybe it's just part of Harper's character development, I don't know. But then he dies like this? Yeah. Well, I mean, you see <laughs> he's almost instantly killed. You see some cutscenes of him through the mo- movie and he just looks like a dumbass yeah because he's got he's got the man bun he's just got this kind of smug look on oh his yeah face. He's, he's but i mean you don't really see him have any interaction w- with uh harper at all no he's just uh-huh. basically you know you, you see these cutscenes of him yeah but he ends up showing up so he gets a bolt through the neck clown comes up to him smashes his hand with a cinder block and then he's mm-hmm. like well i'm not done yet mm-hmm. i'm gonna get my sledgehammer trusty old sledgehammer and smash him through the head and he's obviously dead yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, well, he gets his hand smashed. Maybe he's going to come back late. And then he gets his head, head smashed no, he by his sledgehammer. Yeah, I'm like, job. oh, no, Sam's got nothing else to do in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's like pieces of, of his brains going and skull going everywhere. This guy is not coming back. He's dead. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention the uh, the kill of Evan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, did he get hit? Mitch, he, Mitch kills him. Yeah, he, he got hit in the head, right? I think with yeah. with the uh, hammer part of the hammer, yeah, and then on the claw end of the hammer, yeah, he takes the claw end of the hammer and rips his face off, rips right. it clean yeah. off. Yeah. So that was which, a, which seems like what they're 
uh, this seems like something they do, like they're collecting faces well, or something. He said because the devil guy going back to like when he revealed himself, uh, he said something like, you're such a pretty girl. Let's take off your mask. So I yeah. think that was that was their mm-hmm. thing is like they're going to disfigure anybody. Right. Obviously kill their, them first. Must and be then, their thing. And, you know, we never get a very satisfying explanation of what they what they are either. I mean, it's which is kind of what they do in horror movies these days, like Terrifier. We don't know what Art the Clown is about or anything no. like that. Maybe we don't need to. Like like we've talked about, sometimes they over explain this I, stuff. too. It, it, it didn't bother me one bit. I just yeah. knew that they were a bunch of psychotic friends. I mean, you find out a little bit of who they are right. or, or a couple of them. Oh, one's a tattoo artist or whatever. Mm. And it's like. Oh, okay. Didn't <laughs> right. really need to know that. Don't really care. So uh, Harper has her reach in this bucket, retrieve this flashlight, um, and then she turns on the flashlight. There's a whole bunch of traps. I assume if she hadn't had the fortitude to reach in, the, it was like a bucket full of scalps. Yeah. I think it was like the faces they had ripped off of yeah, people because there was yeah, like hair it, and ears in yeah, there. Just, yeah, it seemed like uh, just uh, victims. <laughs> and, right. You know, just a pool of blood and guts. And so, stuff. yeah, I assume if she didn't have the fortitude to grab the flash, flashlight, she'd have been killed by all these traps. Yep. Uh, there's this shotgun trap, which, uh, she ducks underneath. Uh, she's, she's stuck in this like bedroom, which I think is supposed to be kind of reminiscent of her, of her old bedroom. I think so. I, I, and I kind of got that, but I mean, mm-hmm. you don't, it, it, cause they bring it that back, but mm-hmm. no, she goes through this, it's a darker room and she sees a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, spikes on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's knives hanging up everywhere and, you know, she's got to get through this to get through the booby trap so she doesn't. Uh, she ends up stepping on a nail. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Like, yeah, that was pretty pull, brutal. Pull off of that. Yeah. And then she sticks her hands in, the, in this adhesive and she pulls out. And it's like skin. human flypaper or something. Yeah, yeah. It like rips off her palms. Yeah. Skin off her hands. And then she <laughs> yeah. sees another one of these monsters with the skull face. And it that one's actually really creepy looking. It wasn't cartoony like the other ones. It right. was just like this. The skull thing. So they end up getting through or she ends up getting through this thing. And this is where we find the bedroom. Yeah, that's and right. it's a bunch of riddles mm-hmm. written backwards. Yeah, which she needs a mirror to read. I I don't I, I don't. Where she did she get the mirror from the room? <laughs> she had, I don't know. She had I some kind of compact it. or something. Yeah. yeah, who can't read backwards? Yeah. I don't. know. <laughs> but uh, so she it's she uses mirror to read the backwards. Yeah, it's yeah, a bunch it, of riddles. It, it's right. just a bunch of riddles to find the key to get out of this room. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, she she finds the key it's a little jack in the box it's got the dun, 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 yeah which dun. is like the most anxiety producing song i've ever heard it is and that's how the door opens yeah right and that's that's a good one right there that actually was yeah cuz the shotgun blasts through the door that's that, mm-hmm. that's when the shotgun happens but yeah, yeah. uh mr devilface chases her he doesn't have his mask back on he's been full just mm-hmm. face um she takes the key and it's like carved out like a knife but it's yeah. the the way it's cut so she stabs him in the eye, puts him out of commission for a little bit, uh, opens the door, and then boom, shotgun blast in mm-hmm. this pl- piece of plywood in front of or on the door. She gets shot or she gets clipped yeah, by it. She get clipped. Yeah, must have got hit. It, it's a shotgun. So what it does is it but, reloads. It does the dun, 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 and yeah. then shoots another time, and then you know however many right. shells are in there. Right. And then devil guy jumps on her, starts strangling her, but she pushes him up, so he gets. Sh- blasted in the face right <laughs> which is good death for him yeah that wow <laughs> yeah that was uh that was actually a pretty cool uh mm-hmm. pretty cool kill right there and then uh she ends up killing bailey at some point too actually she does because uh uh what's his name um uh, mitch uh she's sitting on a chair are you ready yeah that's right and then mm-hmm. you know you don't know who it is 
Um, but Harper is hiding with the pitchfork that Devil yeah, Guy brought right. in, and then ends up stabbing Skullface. She takes off the mask, and it's Bailey. It's her best friend right. with tape over her mouth. So she's basically hostage, and she killed her best friend because right. she thought she was being attacked by another one of these guys. Right, exactly. So another twist in there that was like you didn't expect that. No, I, I had no idea. I thought this. Yeah, I thought that guy was like the leader of them all. You know, yeah, the way Bailey because kinda... Bailey had disappeared. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, you didn't know where she went or if she made it or not. So we right. know the fate of Bailey. Right. Um, and then we had uh, we had Nate with the sledgehammer gets her out of the room, like just bust through. And mm. then we get another or they go through a tunnel. They come up through this like like metal floor door. Yeah. And. Harper gets out of there. And then uh, witch jumps on top of it. So Nate can't get out. Yeah, that's right. And the witch goes, you think you're the only one that made it this far? Mm. And she jumps to go get Harper, the, the witch does. And um, and this is where I, I think there's the arc for Harper, where she becomes the, the badass now. Yeah. Um, because Nate grabs the witch and then Harper starts banging her face in the in the that door into the door yeah that was that was a brutal kill yeah it was a good kill it was almost ceramic too the way it was breaking mm-hmm. yeah right so the clown is the only one left the the clown is 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 left yeah and they've signed these waivers so the clown the, these guys have their all their personal information yeah they put know? their address and everything so yeah. so you bet and and problem with the movie is that bailey or harper put her mom's address on there yeah Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> and so the uh, clown shows up at the at her mom's house looking for her, and uh, well Harper and yeah uh, Harper and and Nate make it. Yeah. Uh, Nate gets shot, right, by the guy that one of the guys, but ends up killing him. Um, but they both make it. They're both at the hospital, and then uh, Harper has this epiphany. That's right, because they say uh, one of the nurses says, "Well, we need you to sign this yeah. waiver of release." And then, you know, she has this flashback of her filling out all the information yeah. for the haunt. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh. And then cuts to Mr. Clown Guy getting out of it, putting his mask back on and going in with sledgehammer, breaking open the door at, at, at Harper's mom's house. Right. See, and I thought this was a perfect opportunity and, and maybe it would have been contrived. But to have like Sam and this clown kill each other. You know, like Sam shows up at this house and the clown shows Sam shows up at the house to try to like, you know, uh, confront Harper about like how she, you know, breaking up with him. And then the clown is there and they could have killed each other. Like it would have been I felt that would have been a lot more satisfying. But, uh, you know, Harper ends up killing the clown and then she's got really, you know, a new lease on life. Her abusive boyfriend is gone and any threat from this uh, haunted house uh, thing is, is is gone as well. And this this is why I had a problem with it is I I like what she did it was satisfying yeah um you know she had that adhesive so the the clown got his his boot stuck in this adhesive yeah and you know then got his brains blown out by the shotgun yeah okay and that that's fine I mean that was a satisfying ending but it, it was so rushed through now, I, I thought it was, it was kind like, of an abrupt ending You're yeah right. it was like uh-huh. okay I'm at the house okay I'm stuck boom my head's blown off end of the movie that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and I don't know. There, there, this movie has a few problems, but overall, great. Really, it surprised me how good it was and it how much I enjoyed it. So good. Yeah. So surprisingly good because, I mean, I didn't go in with any expectations. But what are you going to land on for this? So I give this three stars. I think it's a competent movie that 
almost achieved greatness. I think just a few changes really could have taken this from good to great. Um, I think it's a genuinely scary movie. Like I said, uh, you have a layperson who watches this, they'd probably sleep with the lights on. It, it's that scary. Um, and uh, I, I just think there's some great scary imagery. Uh, I liked a lot of the misdirection that they that they did in this movie. Um, I would have maybe liked to understand what was going on a little bit more with these people and what they were trying to accomplish, I guess. They're like a cult of extreme body modification serial killers or something. I don't know. But... Uh, and again, you know, maybe it's better just not to have anything. I'd rather have nothing than a really contrived explanation, I guess. Well, and that's so. what you got from uh, yeah. from Mr. Dracula guy, which he explained, um, yeah, they're a tattoo artist or whatever, and I'm just their go-to boy. Maybe I can earn yeah, my face, it. whatever. And there was not too much time spent on that. And those are one. Of, those are the problem. Some of the problems I had with that. Uh, the middle scene where she goes through her her whole family history. Right in the middle of of as the movie's building up fantastically, um, the end. I just had a problem. It just didn't hit with me. I, yeah. it, it was like I don't know how best to describe it. Except I liked. I was satisfying the way she got the clown. It was so rushed through. Like yeah. we only have this much time. Let's get it through. Let's get it done and roll credits. Right. And that's the way it felt to me. Sure. So what um, do you give it? I'm giving it a three and a half. Oh, really? Okay. I, I think it's yeah. a rock solid. I think that's movie. fair. Um, it is. Yeah, like like you said, if if they would have cleaned some of this up, it would have been a four-star movie for you. It could have been a least. great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and there's you'll find some problems, but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure it was uh it was a fun watch. Absolutely. We do have uh one more episode coming up in January. We're going to wrap up the month with Girl on the Third Floor, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm CM really excited Punk. about. CM Punk. Uh, Phil Brooks, UFC, WWE guy. So looking forward to that. It's a haunted house one. Hey, coming up at the end of February, it's our one-year anniversary. We are going to be doing listener's choice. So please, on our Facebook or wherever you want to get a hold of us, uh, make some movie suggestions of what we could watch and review. Make sure you listen to past episodes because maybe there are some that we've already done and we don't want to do it again. No Serbian film. (laughs) No. Not going to (laughs) happen. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review us. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Horror Foria podcast.